0: Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. This week, I'm catching up with British artist Mysterious L. How are you going? Hey, man. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Nice. Uh, this is a uh, pretty unique uh, podcast experience for me because um, we're currently sitting in my car... In a loading dock, in a uh, in a big space in Collingwood. Um, can you tell me uh, what we're doing here, Al? We're in your new car. It's really
1: nice, dude. It it's, is. B- it's such a grown-up car. It's got leather seats. If you yeah. hear any creaking, uh, it's, it sounds like a fart, but it's um, it's your leather seats. Yeah, I've finally uh, grown up. We're in um, we're in your car because it's the only clean, quiet place in the whole space that we're in. Um, because this is the space where I'm doing my new exhibition, uh, which is called Blinking Into The Sunlight, and it opens on the 24th of May. That's my plug done. Um, but yeah, here we are. I've just shown you round. Yeah, it's massive. And, um, and this is the only place where we can get a bit of peace and quiet uh, before gas starts drilling or, or hammering something, and, uh, and we can sort of stay relatively dust
0: free. Yeah. Because I haven't seen any of the artwork yet, but um, as far as a, uh, just the building and everything that's going on in this space, it's a, it's a feat in itself.
1: It's taken a long time to get to this point, and, um, and it's, it's weird because uh, nobody's seen any of the artwork yet, uh, and that's been really deliberate on my part. I haven't shared any of it on Instagram. Um, and I haven't, uh, you know, only a few people have seen it, a couple of people that have come through the studio, the guys that are framing it. But other than that, like, um, I really wanted this to be a surprise for people. Um, and you know, my Instagram has been totally barren for the last, you know, six months because it's been really hard actually to keep all this a a secret. Um, but you know, we're at this point, uh, where I'm kind of ready to
0: show it to the world now. This is, a, like, a really big space to put on a show. Have you been, um, like, thinking about it and planning it for a while?
1: Absolutely. Um, it's weird because the, the idea for the show um, I've had for, um, you know, probably two years. Um, I've been wanting to do something back in Melbourne for ages. But this new body of work that I've done, really, I felt, deserved something a step bigger, you know? Um, and... There weren't really any galleries that could offer me anything this interesting. So I just had to do it myself. Um, and you know, it's been, there have been so many setbacks, so many false starts. We've had so many things fall through, so many people promised things that they couldn't deliver on. Um, so it's really nice to finally get into a space and actually get moving with it. Um, but the truth is, when you haven't actually seen a space, you just have an idea. Um, All your plans go completely to shit when you actually get inside a spot, you know I'd I'd really wanted to do a multi-room exhibition, you know um, and really, uh, really kind of think the same way that I did when I did the Untold show We we worked on that Untold and that was a really cool thing for me because It really made me think more about how you light a piece, what's around the piece, you know You can pull walls down and, and pile something up in front of it And, you know, if you look at one piece and turn around and see another Um, just really the, the kind of journey through seeing the art, um, and this space has been really good because it's totally given me the opportunity to do that.
0: Mm. The only show that I've known you to have in Melbourne, like the only solo show I've known you to have in Melbourne was that you won at No Vacancy back in 2015. Like this is a a massive leap from there. Did you, um, were you thinking about it and thinking, you know, it was like go big or go home and like just going hard and make a statement?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think it's it's impossible to talk about going big in Melbourne without talking about our mate Roan, isn't yeah. it? It's just yeah. impossible. And I mean, he he has set the bar for everybody. You know, we've got to even try. You know, to to be getting anywhere. And everybody's got to step up their game after after what he's been doing. You know, it's that simple. Um, you know, and and that's kind of what I'm doing. In fact, he's he's helped me out so much with this show so much like um, you might recognise some of the uh, MDF panels it's because he's given me the panels that he took down from his show and he helped me find the space and he's helped me with pretty much everything I'm borrowing his drop saw um, legend thank you Roan, if you're listening um, but he he has really taken it to so many levels up and I think we've all got to do the same sort of thing you know there are some great gallery spaces in Melbourne but you know we're all just kind of doing the circuit of those of those gallery spaces and It is a lot harder to find a spot like this But once you do you can really do something that is hopefully um, Different you know really unique and I mean uh, it's been cool showing you around the space here You know you're already interested, you know the space itself is interesting Um, And then hopefully once we put the work in it, it will become a different space But yeah, the last, back to your question, the last thing uh, was no vacancy. 2015, that was a long time ago. And that was right at the beginning of this kind of new energy, this new body of work that I've got. Um, Because before that, obviously, I was doing the big Franks and kind of really much more sort of uh, character-based street art kind of stuff, you know? And it was, it took me a long time to find my way, you know, to find my way into this body of work. We talk about this all the time. and so this feels like I've really come back to Melbourne for another solo show, like, with a massive kind of bang, you know. And um, these paintings are the best thing that I've ever done. And that's why I needed to go the extra mile to actually find a spot to do something that's a bit different and that is going to make people interested and hopefully come to the show.
0: Mm. Over the last few years, you know, you and I have regular conversations and um you know a lot's happened for you like you've uh you've quit your job and you've had a kid and you know you've you've gone full-time with your art um you know has there been a lot to think about and you know a lot of insecurities have come up for you as being an artist and having a lot of responsibility dude a hundred percent
1: all of it and in fact um you know this life isn't black and white right and um my daughter's two, and Marnie, and the last two years have been the fucking hardest years of my life, uh, you know, emotionally, um, and, and sort of physically, and, and the most stressful, you know, by, by by miles. I love being a dad, it's awesome, you know, like, fatherhood is is beautiful beyond my wildest dreams, but the lifestyle changes that come with it, the pressure that, that, that you put on yourself, all these things, you know, when... I couldn't, I feel that guys really should talk about this more, you know, because, especially, you know, dads should really talk more about this, because it's fucking stressful and hard, it's a, your life changes overnight, and obviously it's super hard for everybody, I'm like, you know, it's, it's super hard for, for, for the, the mums, you know, and like, my beautiful girlfriend Jimmy has like, dealt with it so well, um, you know, but I didn't, man, you know, like, I fucking struggled like, super hard, like, I, I got depressed, um, just because I couldn't handle like the the lifestyle change and the pressure. This is probably a little bit deep and serious, but the truth is, um, you know, like I've always had a day job um, and was doing my art in the evenings and the weekends. And then suddenly, you don't have any time at the evenings and the weekends anymore because you've got to be present in your child's life. You want to be. You're changing nappies. You're doing dinner times, bath times. By the time you've finished everything, it's it's too late. Like you're just knackered yourself. You know. So something had to go you can't juggle those three things being a dad having a day job and a side hustle so one of them had to go and it had to be my day job dude you know um my time on this planet is precious and and I really feel that like um you know that my work deserved more you know it really deserved I you know I really feel I put a lot of um weight on like what I'm leaving behind on this planet, you know, and uh, and, I, and I really feel that like the people that you meet, the effect that you have on people and the things that you leave behind, i.e. my work, is super important, like my time is too precious to be, um, you know, working a day job. So yeah, I I, I quit um, and I've been hustling really, really hard, um, you know, and it's been going okay, you know, it hasn't been going great, um, but the last sort of year or so has been really tough because i haven't been able to sell any paintings because i'm saving them all for the show you know so you're in one of those situations i'm sure it's the same with you like when you're working towards something um you know you can't just like be really skint one month and hit a load of people up and see if anyone wants to buy another painting you know because you've got to wait you can't sell somebody a painting and then do a big show two months later they'd be upset would they I think so. I think like nah, I don't know, I'm always open for business. Really, I yeah. don't know man yeah, maybe I, maybe I overthink these things. in fact, yeah. I definitely do because
0: but- that's the thing if, if I'm working on a show, like I might have ideas for paintings, but I do a work on paper and then and then a small painting like to lead up to a big painting sometimes. Mm. sometimes it just goes straight in. but um you know there's experimental pieces and um, and you know even yesterday I'm you know, I'm you know working towards another show at the moment. And I'm just trying to work out what colours. I know what all my paintings are going to look like, but I can't get the colours right at the moment. So I'm, I'm doing a series of colour studies of the paintings that I'm doing for the show. Yeah. So I always end up with uh, with other pieces. And also, there's like I'll be in the studio in between exhibitions, just experimenting and doing all all random paintings. And then it comes time to do a body of work, and none of those paintings fit in there. Mm. So, so yeah, I wouldn't sell a painting that's going to be hung in an exhibition prior, prior to the show. And Unless they really want it, and no, they say, "Look, that's going to be,"
1: I get it. An exhibition. I get it. Um, that makes sense too. Mm. You know, the, but the way that I was just doing this is, and and you know, uh, you know, I don't really, I don't exactly have people banging on my door, you know, demanding paintings all the time. Unfortunately, not yet. You know, oh, I mean,
0: neither do I. You got to. You know.
1: <laughs> but but you know, I just kind of really wanted to. Um, this new thing that I've been doing, this new body of work, is so far ahead of what I was doing previously um, that I didn't want to like leak any of it, you know, and I didn't want it, to it's, it's just, a, it was a decision that I made for myself, you know, that kind of made it made my life a lot harder, but I think it's going to be worth it, you know Yeah. Um. I, I just, one of the things that I really wanted to add was uh, I love paintings, you know like I fucking love looking at paintings I just love them, I always wanted to be a painter and so I needed to add an element of more craft into my paintings you know like they were too quick you know there was they were almost too sort of like like fast and spontaneous and so i kind of found a way to keep that spontaneous feel but also add like a real more element of craft and skill into the painting you know so i'm really happy with with how that's come out you know i think it's i think it's awesome and I, I think that when you put those in an environment like this and light them beautifully, the juxtaposition is going to be amazing, man.
0: Yeah. Do you um I, like this is something I think about quite often? Like as I as my art naturally evolves through just painting every day, uh, I look at older pieces and go, oh, like I've sold all these paintings that look this way, and now these paintings that, the paintings in a similar style are starting to really evolve. Will will people sort of feel that they've got like the old ones? if you know what I mean yeah
1: but I mean I think that's important though man like you know um, there's there's definitely within your work there is there is a real obvious sense of progression it's not like you changed your mind one night and started fucking painting Monopoly characters or something like that do you know (laughs) what I mean it's like you can really see an evolution in your work Mm. you know and uh, and I think that's that's great for your collectors and I think that's interesting for everyone to see um I I actually feel the same, you know, I look back at the paintings that I did for my 2015 show, and I just think, oh shit, you know, like, they look a little bit ropey, do you know what I mean, those edges aren't neat, but that's part of it, do you know what I mean, That that was the beginning of something interesting, and in a way, those paintings are more more relevant now than ever you know because they they were the beginning of, of the, this thing you know they were this it's like listening to a first album right mm. and it's all energy and and flush and this is something that these people have been thinking about for ages and they finally got a chance to make their album they make it and then the second one has got the money and the production behind it do you know what i mean yeah you know and so Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be better It sometimes yeah. it is very rarely <laughs> okay bad example then
0: but if you are, I know, I know what you mean. It's <laughs> like when you go and look at some a retrospective of someone, but then you look at their early pieces in a certain style, and then you go, "Oh, they're actually really cool." Yeah, uh, you know, because you, you can see you can see the progression. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. and you and you can see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just be. Yeah, I just sometimes think about it. There's certain artists, I, I look at their older stuff and then their newer stuff, and you see the older versions and it's like, oh, i much prefer a newer one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You <laughs> tra- can do a trade-in. Yeah. No, they
0: just have to fucking buy a new painting.
1: You yeah, know?
0: But that's... Yeah, that, that, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Changing gear a bit. Um, like, going back to the beginnings uh, of your art career, like, a lot of people don't know it's about you, unless uh, they might have listened to the first episode... I did with you, um, which was a long time ago. Mm, probably years. Two, two years now. Yeah. Like you were a part of the uh you know, the birth of sort of British street art. Like you were there when it was all happening and um I discussed a lot of this with D Face um a few episodes ago, but um but what people might not know about you is that that you were there, like, you know, it was like I was hanging out with you and D Face yeah. and like a whole bunch of other guys and it was all all happening on the streets of London
1: for sure it was yeah. you know like we, we you know we we shared a studio together we were in a crew together for years mm. um we we were we were there when it started you know mm. it actually it kind of all started when in we,
0: you mean you and d faces, yeah me d
1: me. um dave the chimp uh, pmh there were there were tons of us man mm. there was like a, a little ramshackle crew from london and brighton uh and we all did regular meetups um And that's how we kind of started doing stuff with with the Finders Keepers crew. This was before there was such a thing as street art, Mm. you know? Street art was somebody fucking... A street artist was, um, you know, somebody painted silver pretending to be a robot in Covent Garden. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So so we didn't know what we were. You know, we weren't graffiti artists. we We weren't trying to be. But we were putting work on the street. So we were just like this confused kind of subculture of people we were more scrawl than subway art do you know what i mean you know we were all like a you know generation or two below that so it's a it was a weird one for us because um you know we were it was it was really a exciting time to be part of something cool you know because we just watched it all blow up around us you know we went from doing um you know illegal street exhibitions you know with finders keepers crew you were there yeah i was part of it that was the first exhibition i was in and and what a fucking exhibition there has never been anything like it anywhere in the world since yeah just Um, to
0: explain to the listeners uh what um the finders keepers exhibition was um they found a, a vacant shop front in uh in east london and it was all boarded up and we just pretty much uh got nails and hammers and and hung all our artwork over the front and had a big street party.
1: That was it. We we yeah. made artwork out of trash. We found <laughs> fridge doors and pizza boxes and decorated them in the space of a week. Nailed them all to the front of the shopfront. We didn't break it. We we just we literally did it outside the shop. And then we had we had a street party there. Yeah. And it was massive. Um. You know. And then the subsequent ones got bigger and bigger. The important thing was we gave all the work away for free. You know. One. Of, I think one of those. Adam Neat pieces ended up in an auction at Sotheby's. Yeah, can you fucking believe that? Mm. You know, and some of the guys from there, you know, D-Face, the London police, you know, they've all gone on to, like, unimaginable success. You know, they are massive, massive artists now. And back then, we were doing that because the galleries wouldn't show it; They weren't interested in us at all. And so doing this show, in a way, has felt like I've kind of gone full circle you know, with a little bit more, because, you know, this space has lent itself to, you can see, there's been so much in here that I've found, and just used to, like, patch things up and build shit, and the space has given me so much, um, that it kind of feels like a, you know, way more advanced version of, of, um, what I started doing, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So Mm. it's been, it's been fucking awesome, uh, to kind of almost revisit that that ethos, that DIY mentality. Only this time, I'm doing it with half decent paintings and not shitty Posca drawings on <laughs> on a fucking piece of shit that we found.
0: Yeah. Um, and one thing I've noticed with this uh, exhibition you're putting together is there's like there's a lot of expenses involved in it. You... Like I'm I'm sitting here looking at like 300 liters of paint, and you got all like big tools and lots of wood everywhere, like. Like has it been a big outlay for you? Um, it's you. You always
1: you always read about the artists that you admire. Everybody has that moment where they put it all on the line, you know. And and this is this is me putting it all on the line. Um, despite the fact that we found so much stuff in this space that I've been using for the show, um, the outlay has been enormous for me. Uh, I've spent all my money on it. Uh, and <clears throat> you know, and this is my fuck it moment. You know, this is my absolutely fuck it moment. This is just like this deserves it. Every day, something new happens and it costs me 800 bucks, or you know, somebody came in here and robbed all my tools, you know, so I had to replace all those. Now we've got to put security in, and now, like, you know, we need fucking this, that, and the other, and I've got to get a safety officer to come through, and then, like one of the things that I've learned so many lessons the first is don't underestimate people around you you know don't underestimate your friends so many people have helped me out you know my assistant Gaz um who is one of my best mates um and one of the most practical people I've ever met in my life I'm so lucky to have him in every way possible because um You know, he stops me from getting freaked out. Like, he's so pragmatic, and he just fucking figures everything out. And, you know, he is, he doesn't need to be here. You know, he's a a really successful photographer. He just helps me out on the side, you know? Like, he helps me out painting walls, and now he's here, like, plastering shit and sawing stuff. So thank fuck I've got him. Like, Roan's come through on so much stuff. You know, my sponsors have really helped me out. Big up Dulux, you know, sent me a load of paint. Big up Wagner for sending me the spray gun. You know, um, it's just been really, really awesome um, to have everybody help me out. And, you know, what I've learned is people want to help. You know, people like pe- people, like artists doing fun, interesting stuff, you know. And I think, you know, it took me a long time to actually reach out and ask people stuff. And um, And as soon as I did, you know, everyone just came through to help me out. So it's been... Been pretty uh, overwhelming and 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 fucking really really nice to have this support from from my network of people.
0: All right, Al, you ready for some uh, rapid fire questions? I think so. <laughs> shall, shall I put my seatbelt on? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be rapid. <laughs> um, name one artist you think deserves more shine. PMH,
1: aka the Dilly, aka Ned Hondo, aka Tim Head. You know, one of my old old crew members and best mates. His work has always been fucking incredible um, he's doing really really good things but he deserves way more hype
0: yeah I agree with that um, what medium would you love to work with Ooh,
1: what I haven't already light light I love light at the moment I want to get more into lighting stuff
0: and doing interesting shit with light yeah well you've got a good opportunity right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> Are you are are you getting a professional lighting company? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've got some guys. Jeez, you're not holding back, are you? Um, well this is it, you've got to do it all properly, man. You do, you do. Go hard or go home. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's one skill you wish you had?
1: I would like to be more mindful. Yeah. Yeah, and I would like to be um you know, I, I'm I'm sort of after speaking to you man, I'm meditating. And, and getting and getting more into like my mindfulness and and that's something that I need to work on more and like just taking a minute to just settle my shit,
0: because hmm. life can be stressful. Hundred percent, dude. No, it's, it's, it's more in your head than uh, it's, in it's reality. It's, <laughs> it's hard to get a
1: minute to yourself, and, and when you do, you need to make that that count. And um, you know, mindfulness is, is something that I'm, I really need to work on. That's a skill to have.
0: I think everyone could uh, could do with a bit of it. For sure, dude. Yeah. Everyone should. Yeah. Do you have a favourite artist?
1: Yeah, easy. Um, Paul Insect. No. Cause. No. Uh, Kane Kayser. I don't know. It's impossible to choose one. Yeah. I love Todd James. I love Paul Insect. I love Kane Kayser. I love Cause. Can I pick four? Yeah, that, How many that's was good. That's good. Those kind of paintings.
0: Yeah. Um, what advice would you give your younger self? Um, quit your day job earlier. Yeah. Do you think that would have made your life easier?
1: No, but I think um, I wouldn't be so stressed right now.
0: Yeah. So that's one of the things, like, I remember when I was doing the podcast, I still had a full-time job, mm. and I remember on my lunch break, I was doing some freelance job, like, design job working for Maya in the Docklands, and I, I raced off on my lunch break and did a um, a podcast with, uh, what's his name, um, Mick Sheeter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I interviewed him, and he was just like, oh, "I've never had a job." It's like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah, I finished high school and just became an artist." And Amazing, it's like, geez, respect the, to him, the confidence, and it's like, he just did it. He made it work, and he's still making it work. And it's I like, love oh, it, man. Like that was like, yeah, I don't know. I think it was like a matter of weeks before I quit my job. There, there's there's
1: <laughs> a lot to learn from people like that.
0: Yeah, there really is. Yeah, and I asked him, "How do you make it work?" He goes, "I don't know. I just just works. Just hustle." Yeah, and it's. I think as humans we've got to remember we're pretty resilient you know mm. like I you know just from going to places like India and seeing how certain people live over there as mm. well it's like well you know it takes a lot to kill you mm. you know you've got to remember that um you know you, if you're out of especially in the culture that we live in if you're out of pocket you're not going to starve to death and be out on the streets you'll work out a way to make it work
1: you just start to figure out what's important and what isn't exactly
0: yeah but it can be stressful too <laughs> Really stressful. <laughs> Hence you know, the th- mindfulness talk. <laughs> that, that's that's
1: not really you know t- telling the electricity company about what's important and what isn't. You know, trying to explain that to my daughter's daycare when they need <laughs> you yeah. know when they need paying. Yeah. But um. But yeah,
0: mindfulness. Yeah. Um. Do you have a dream project you would love to work on? This one. Yeah, I was going to say this is pretty dreamy. Yeah. This it's, one. It's uh. It's massive. Um. Where are you wanting to take your art career?
1: Um. I want to keep doing bigger and better stuff and um and i want to i want more people to see my work and enjoy it
0: yeah totally um any future plans or projects yes what just this one no what else there's something else can you talk about it no okay we'll leave that one off then (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's one of them that's all right so, just going back to the previous question, you said you wanted to go, um, you want to go bigger and better. Is this a, uh, a step in that direction? Sort of saying, like, I'm, I'm here. I'm ready to go bigger and better, and I, I want to show people what I'm capable of.
1: Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, like, I am so happy with the work that I'm doing at the moment, and like, and, and like, I, I truly think that it's world class work. I really, really do. And, um, I just need to get it in front of people. I just need people to to come and see what I'm doing and 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 hopefully get into it and, and get behind it you mm-hmm. know and then tell their friends and you know they tell their friends and you know more people following me on Instagram and you know more people come into my shows and you know I think that doing projects like this will open more doors you know you meet more people more opportunities present themselves um kind of seems to be how how, how it works um And that's another reason for not fucking around, you know, with, when you have an opportunity to do a show, fucking do it, man. Mm. You know, really, really push it. Um, You know, and if that involves, you know, putting stuff on hold for a year and then damn near killing yourself emotionally and physically and spend every cent that you've got, you know, on getting shit done, then just do it and then cross your fingers and toes and hope that it's worthwhile.
0: Mm. Yeah, I agree, because I've... I remember, you know, thinking back to where I wanted to be with my art. Well, I still got dreams, obviously. But, um, you know, I remember when I was, I I just arrived back from overseas and everyone had been gone for six years and a lot of people had sort of forgotten that I existed and my art had turned a corner since then anyway. And I wanted a chance to show people that, you know, that I can paint big and all this type of stuff. And I couldn't get any walls anywhere. And I uh, thought, oh, everyone's getting these big murals. I want to paint one. So I just went out and got one on my own and got yeah. it on a, a main road in yeah. Chapel Street. And through that, like through me just doing that, I painted like a three-story building with roller poles, like in a ladder. But, and it look, it's a bit sh- you know, shoddy in that. But nah. um, but I got it out there. But through doing that, I got I got so much attention. Yeah, and this is it. This is know. it,
1: dude. This is this is the thing about this is the thing about you, and you know, and you you carry with you that graffiti mindset and attitude you know mm. and you just get shit done mm. and like I, I really respect artists that don't that have as fewer barriers in the way as possible Lister is like a perfect example of like there is there is nothing between his art and like his production do you know what I mean mm. like there's no excuses he doesn't need any specific tools or anything to do the job and the same with you you know you just say you do a three meter wall like a, sorry three story wall with rollers on the end of poles you know like when I first came to Australia, you were painting with mistints that you were getting from the paint shop for, like, cheap. Still am. Yeah, but, but seriously, you know, that is that is the attitude. I remember um, when I went to Japan and you were like, oh, dude, i um, got somebody to translate, um, you know, asking for a wall. I've got it on my phone. Like, you can just knock on people's doors and show them. That's the mentality, man. That's the attitude that you need mm. to have. And you are carrying that through into your... Gallery work now and into your, and into your, like, let's call it fine art, mm. you know, like it's 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 it is inspiring to see, man. it super is. Oh, thanks. I don't know what, what the where we're going
0: with this. No, I'll just keep it rolling. I'm yeah, yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. But finally, yes, um, where's the best place for people to check out your art online?
1: Okay, um, so, uh, my Instagram is at mysteriousal. No spaces. And um, my website is mysteriousal.com. Um, the show... Can I just plug the show real right, quick? go for it. The show is open the tw- three days only. Uh, it's open. opens Friday night, the 24th of May. Uh, and then it's open Saturday, Sunday, 25th and 26th. And then that's it. It's closed forever. We're pulling everything down. So you've really, really got to come. Um, due to the nature of the show, I can't give away the location until the day of the event. So... Um, the best thing to do is go to my website, sign up. There's a mailing list and I'm going to be dropping the location on that. Or um, through my Instagram, there's also a Facebook group. If, you, if you're if you on Facebook, there's a, an event page there that you can go to too. Mm. All that's available through my um, Instagram or through my website. So that's just
0: mysteriousal.com. Mm. But just for a hint, it is in Collingwood. It's in so, Collingwood. Yeah, but don't say any more. No, I won't say any more. Okay. But at least you know. People You're one of get the a- few people that knows where
1: this is. Yeah, it's so important to keep it secret. Yeah.
0: Or, or if you got my phone number, just give me a call. I'll, uh, I'll let you know. No, on the night, <laughs> on the night you can do that, Tom. <laughs> okay. If it leaks,
1: man, I know, I know who it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: anyway, Al, um, thanks for cu- taking the time to sit down and have a chat. Thanks, like, man. Any time like- in
1: this beautiful car,
0: man. I've been seeing <laughs> this all day. But yeah, you've shown me through this space and it's and it's just a building site at the moment in a big old warehouse and it is... I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. I can't so, wait um, to show you, man. So anyone who's interested in art, um, don't miss out on this one. Thank you. Nice yeah. one. Nice. No Cheers. See ya. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Bench Talk. To view images of the guest's artwork, follow us on Instagram at bench underscore talk or go to the website benchtalkpodcast.com. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes, subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud or Stitcher. If you like the podcast, don't forget to tell a friend. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in and stay tuned for next week's episode.